Welcome to the SMB Community Podcast with your hosts, Amy Babinchak, James Kernan, and Carl Polichuk. Produced by and for the Small Biz Thoughts community. We're dedicated to making every IT professional a successful IT professional. This podcast is sponsored by the Small Biz Thoughts technology community. Check us out at smallbizthoughts.org. Forms, templates, and checklists are just the start. Our community includes all of the best-selling books on managed services in all available formats, plus free training, members-only programs, and the best business training available to managed service providers anywhere. Plus, we have weekly live members-only Zoom calls. The average member saves more than 200% of their membership cost each year. We are totally dedicated to your success. Just because you're in business for yourself doesn't mean you have to go it alone. Join us today at smallbizthoughts.org. Welcome to another SMB Community Podcast. This is Carl Polichuk, and I am joined today by Frank Vitagliano, who is with the Global Technology Distribution Council, or GTDC. Uh, He has served as GTDC's Chief Executive Officer since April 2019. Uh, His focus is on strengthening partnerships between members and vendors by addressing industry-wide issues and opportunities related to the integral role of distribution in the IT channel. Welcome, sir. Hey, Carl. Thanks for having me. I'm really happy to be here. Now, you have a uh, a stellar, shining, golden resume that can be seen from outer space. So why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got where you are today? Yeah, sure. Happy to. So I spent uh, the first part of my career, the first 30 years, actually, uh, with IBM. In a, in a number of different roles uh, that eventually led up to uh, channel chief, uh, mostly in the PC and the low end uh, server space. And uh, did that until 2006. And then I went over to Juniper Networks and um, I ran the global channel program at Juniper. Early on in there, Juniper was probably a billion dollars at the time, maybe a little bit more. So it was fairly early on in there um, you know, in their ascension. Um, I also ran the America's business for them for a short period of time, the America's enterprise business. Uh, after Juniper, I spent seven years at Juniper. After Juniper, uh, as Dell was looking to continue their sort of the evolution of their channel, um, I went over and ran the America's channel for them uh, for a couple of years and also had uh, responsibility for the global distributor relationships. Um, And in 2017, I think it was, um, I went to run a solution provider. So I ran a company called Computex for a couple of years, uh, about 130, $140 million player out of Houston, primarily, you know, building, um, you know, storage devices, data centers, et cetera. But we had a pretty good services business, you know, 15 to 20 million in managed services, 15 to 20 in professional services. So I was able to kind of get the other side, you know, the perspective from the other side, which was really helpful, frankly, Um, because, you know, having been in the vendor side for a long time, I kind of, and and was close to, you know, the solution providers, I kind of thought I really understood their business uh, and discovered I really didn't. 
<laughs> there was a lot to learn. Um, so that was a great, that was a great experience. I uh, did that for almost two years and really enjoyed it. And then in April, as you said, in April of 19, I took the role as the CEO of GTDC. And essentially, we're a nonprofit trade association that essentially promotes the value of the distributors uh, in the marketplace and, you know, as it relates to the overall IT supply chain. And, you know, even though distribution is the one area in the supply chain I never worked in, I had a lot of experience from having worked with distributors as a vendor and then having been a customer. Uh, right. You got you both know. sides of it. So now yeah. you got the middle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I had both sides of it. And so it was a it was an opportunity to kind of come in and do something that I thought would be fun and and uh, and, uh, you know, just see if we could make a difference. And uh, so it's been great. So it's been a uh, it's been a nice long run, but I'm still having fun. And uh, of course, this industry changes so quickly that you kind of got to stay in it to keep up with it. And so that's right. what I've been doing. So, um, you know, I'm, a, I'm the executive director of the National Society of IT Service Providers. And the way I, you know, describe that is for my sins, I have become <laughs> the executive director. So uh, let's talk a bit about GTDC and then we'll get into the topic of the day. But um, how many members and who are the members? This is basically the big distributors or is it at all the distributors? It's a combination called there. Um, there are about 22 members in total. Um, and they're the big global players that you would expect, uh, you know, to be in it. So, you know, um, TD Cinex, which is now the biggest with, with the merger, right. right? Um, Ingram, Arrow, uh, DNH, uh, are the primarily primary ones in North America. And then we've got about 15 or 16 in Europe. And as you, you know, I'm sure, you know, they're mostly, you know, country or regional based in Europe. Um, we have some criteria, uh, you know, so you've got to be a pretty of a pretty good size and having been in business for a you know, period of time. Um, but all in all, our members probably uh, the last time I looked, distribute close to um, two hundred billion dollars in IT revenue <laughs> right. you know, on, on a yearly basis. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's it's mo it's all the big guys and a lot of the smaller regional players. Well, and ultimately, there is no channel without distribution. <laughs> like It's sort of like, what is a channel? Okay, well, uh, there are manufacturers, there are distributors, and then there are resellers, right? So uh, you you, you got to have a successful uh, distributors. And, and the distributors have some, uh, I don't know, issues is always kind of a trigger word, but they have some topics that they need to address that um, a lot of folks are not aware of. Um, because when you're dealing with those billions of dollars of merchandise um, and services, uh, there's a lot of things around packaging and uh, moving things about. Um, and so one of the things that the uh, GTDC has come up with is a report on environmental sustainability. Um, so this is quite a report. I was browsing through it before we got on uh, the call here. Why don't you tell us a little bit about why uh, this is a thing that you have decided to address? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, you know, first of all, as you know, you and all of your listeners know, you know, ESG and the entire topic of ESG is, you know, extraordinarily important 
um, for all of us, right? Um, but whether you're in the IT community or whether you're just living on the planet, it, you know, it's really important. So, so the topic is important to certainly to us. And, you know, earlier this year, I had a board meeting and, you know, we probably have, uh, well, we have one, at least one member from every one of our companies on the board. So we've got at least 22 members and in a couple of cases we have two. So let's call it 25 people on the call. And we talked about areas where GTDC could help uh, in terms of promote what the distributors were doing and also continue to work with other players in the marketplace um, in areas that made sense, right? And, that, and that's what we do. And um, this topic is, is a, you know, paramount, you know, importance. The overall ESG topic for sure. But as you know, that's a big topic to tackle, right? I mean, there's so much there. So what we decided was the area of sustainability was an area that we thought we could get engaged with. And it's really important. And, and I'll tell you, of course, the, you know, the, the folks located in North America you know, a part of big global companies, as I said, like TD Cinex, like Ingram, you know, Arrow, etc. But the companies located in Europe, this is a really important topic in Europe because the EU has started to put a number of regulations in place that, you know, even if these companies weren't uh, inclined to want to uh, adhere to what makes sense, you know, from a from an environmental standpoint. They're they're forced to, right? Because there's right. significant requirements. Right? Well, and the EU doesn't mess around. Like their their fines are significant, and they it, it's almost like they don't care. Like they will make this so painful, you have to comply. <laughs> no question. And and so I was I was really shocked, frankly. And and this isn't a knock or anything, but I was shocked and pleasantly surprised to realize how impactful uh, and how far along. The, some of the distributors are in in the implementation of you know what they're doing. Um, you know, one of the interesting things that uh, we looked at is IDC uh, presented some information in a study about six months ago. I was actually at at their event, and they talked about this area, and they said that about fifty two percent of all businesses in total have some kind of a strategy and are in the process of formulating a strategy for what they're going to do, particularly in this area, particularly in the, you know, in the sustainability or the E part of the ESG area. Right. 27% have actually oper operationalized something. So something is actually in place. And then the remaining 22%, you know, they, they, they nicely called it ad hoc, which, which meant there really wasn't anything there. Right. But <laughs> But in the case of the distributors, every one of our members has significant, you know, initiatives in place, um, and and they vary because obviously you've got companies of of different sizes, you know, of course, and then we've got some companies that low, you know, operate primarily in, you know, one or two countries in Europe or or a region or two in Europe, and then of course you've got the big global players that essentially are, are complying with the EU requirements in Europe, but they're also making sure that in the rest of the markets that they serve, um, even if there aren't, you know, requirements that the government imposes, they're leading the way in terms of the things that they're doing, right? right. 
So oh. um, let, let me just uh, take a break and make sure people have your website, which is very conveniently gtdc.org. Uh, and we'll put a link to this white paper as well to make sure that people can get a hold of it. So yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. So, and so essentially, um, what companies have, have obviously realized, and, and this isn't just, you know, why people do it, but there's an accountability framework, I guess we would call it, kind of a triple bottom line that includes social, environmental, and financial results, right? And and it's really kind of interesting. So obviously consumers are increasingly seeking and buying, you know, more eco-friendly goods and services. Um, and there was part of this IDC survey I mentioned, nearly three out of four, almost 74%, of the company say ESG is a very important factor. And I'll tell you something else that's really interesting. Most millennials, 40% of them say that they would take a lower salary to work for an environmentally responsible employer. Um, and so as you start looking at this, you start to realize companies need to have a strategy here because it matters. It matters to their customers. It matters to potentially to their employees which ultimately will matter to the bottom line. So while it's not just, you know, to improve financial results, clearly it has an impact um, and, it, and it matters as to what they do. Right, and will probably matter more going forward. Uh, Gen Z and millennials both sort of want some social component to their business, to their, their career. Uh, which is a, a huge change. Um, so, so with this report, um, uh, what are the things that the industry, you know, sort of feels best about, like what they've already got in place, and then follow up on that. What are the what's the biggest challenge that they want to take on next? Well, this is you know, it's obviously it's it's pretty complex, right? And if you look at like one of the things that we highlight in the report is the. You know, the three largest sources of greenhouse gas emissions come from transportation, elect electricity production, and, and of course, just, you know, the industry stuff that, that's being done. And so when you start thinking about this from an IT standpoint, you say, well, you know, why does it matter? And, and what role can or should distributors play? As we mentioned earlier, the distributors are right in the middle of, you know, the IT supply chain, Right. Um, and so when you pull out the direct customer uh, business, which is essentially, you know, depending on the country, depending on the region, 20 to 25 percent, you know, the remaining 75 percent of that number, distribution is in the middle of two thirds of that. Right. right. At least in, in some in actually in some countries in, in Europe and Asia, it's actually more than that. So they're touching a lot of it. So in the way I, I like to look at it is if you think about distribution, they go upstream to their vendors and they sort of go downstream to their customers, right? So when you say, well, what can the distributors do? Let me give you some real life examples, right? Things, and we talk about this stuff in the report. So in the area of co-packaging, so for, for, as example, so you've got distributors that are taking products from vendors and then those products are being deployed to end users. And there's a lot of things that can be done to reduce materials, reduce waste, and um, figure out the best modes of transportation 
you know, like, for example, uh, you know, what Amazon does is they enable people or allow people to pay for, you know, a premium for what they call green delivery. And green delivery could be, you know, forcing the, the, the trucking services that you use to transition from gas to electric vehicles, right? Something simple like that, but that would be huge when you start thinking about all the products that the global distributors are responsible for, uh, you, you know, getting to right. market. Just a simple change like that, and obviously it would be hard to totally dictate it across the board, but, but if you at least thought about it as part of the process, that could clearly begin to reduce. Right. You Put know. some incentives in place. Totally, totally. Uh, another example, and this isn't just for distribution, you're seeing this everywhere, but you know, as this continued transition to back to the office uh, or, or, or work from home and, and a hybrid model of back to the office and work from home continues, if you think about it, if, if folks reduce the number of days that they are driving into the office, um, that's a 40% reduction in all of the emissions, uh, the fuel emissions that are out there in the marketplace. That's a big deal. That's a, you know, and so every one of the distributors, what's happened, and if you know the distributor market, which certainly, Carl, I know you do, and I know your, your, your listeners do, back in the day, um, you would walk into a distributor, and I don't care which one it was, and you would walk into a room full of people. And I'm talking about hundreds of people. And in many cases, they were organized around a vendor product or at least around a category, right? And it was, that was the PC group over there. That was the printer group on the other end. The networking guys were you know, somewhere else. And you had all their sales and support people there. And then you had a lot of the vendors. I mean, I can't tell you how many days I spent you know, on a distributor uh, office you know, when we were selling, you know, IBM PCs or, or whatever. And, um, and now what they've been able to do, and of course, a lot of the, the pandemic forced a lot of it, is they figured out a way to do a lot of that remote, right, which we all had to do. Right. And to a large degree, some of it's sticking. And so I think the days of, you know, 100% of the company coming into the office are, are over, and when you start thinking about it, that will make a big difference, um, you know, in, in this space as it relates to, you know, fuel emissions and, and, and things like that. So that's another uh, thing that, that I think is impacting it. Um, the other thing that's really important, Carl, and this is, this is one that when I talked to the board about this, the way we dis discussed it was that, as I said, there's your upstream folks that you work with, and that's the vendor community. And there's only so much the distributors can do as it relates to impacting or influencing what the vendors are doing. But the first thing is you do have to know it and understand it. And so one of the things that a lot of people are starting to do in the marketplace, and we're looking at it, is they're creating these EV scores, these environmentally friendly scores by product. And they're starting to rank products based on how they fit in that scale, right? In other words, right. Um, and so if you think about it, um, and, and by the way, the vendors are extraordinarily engaged too. I mean, you, any of the, all the major vendors that you talk to, whether it's, you know, 
HPE, Dell, IBM, you know, you name them, they all have uh, very comprehensive programs. But one of the things that clearly is the case, and it's always the case in our industry, there aren't necessarily standards that everybody has. So, you know, everybody's got their version of a program. And when you start looking at it, you start realizing that everybody's doing something, but they all might not doing, be doing the same thing to the same standard, right? right. Um, but so, so I think we may see the day come where from an up, upstream standpoint, distributors will have a sense for sort of which products are more environmentally friendly than others and begin to start perhaps um, either maybe not replacing them, but maybe de-emphasizing them a little bit and pushing their customers to ones that are more environmentally friendly. And the reason that's important, and this is where I think it gets really important for your SMB um, listeners. As I mentioned earlier, I spent some time in the solution provider space. And even though the company I, I had responsibility for was a fairly good sized company with over $100 million in revenue, I can promise you I didn't have a executive vice president or vice president or director responsible for ESG. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, you know, it's just not. And, and, but yet today, a lot of customers in RFPs are asking solution providers, well, what are you doing to make sure you adhere to, you know, and before we decide to buy from you, you've got to tell us, you know, what you're doing and we got to be comfortable that, you know, you're in some level of compliance. Right. Well, you know, the some at some level in a channel, there's always pressures that move their way up and move their way down. I remember I worked in EDI back uh, in, in early days of deployment when, you know, a, a big uh, store like um, Walmart would say, we're going to adopt this. So if you want to sell products through Walmart, you have to take a PO through EDI. If you don't, we're not going to carry your stuff. Right. And so that sort of forced it. And then once vendors were forced or manufacturers were forced to do EDI, then they started going to their other stores and saying, if you want to sell our product, <laughs> you've got to, you know, send us a purchase order through EDI. And it just basically spread because obviously it increased efficiency. And that's part of what has to be a piece of the sustainability question is will it actually increase this, uh, efficiency, decrease expenses? Because uh, that's got to be a piece of the puzzle, right? Totally. But, but totally. that allows that, everybody to, to pressure everybody else to comply. Yeah. And the example you use is a, is a perfect example. And back then, you really didn't have too many other choices. What, you know, in other words, EDI sort of became the industry standard for, for that period of time. And that made sense, right? Um, and it's similar now. So one of the things that I think will become really important and I think the distributors can, can really lead the way in is of course, they're gonna continue to have significant relationships with all the vendors and they're gonna work with the vendors to make sure um, that we each, you know, they each understand what each other's doing and to the extent possible, you know, make sure that we meet some kind of a minimum requirement, if you will. Um, and one of the things that we can do at GTDC is we just help facilitate those conversations, right? Because in other words, 
you know, even in my case, we, we're talking about 22 members. Well, it's 22 separate conversations, whereas I can bring it up a level and talk about it from a GTDC standpoint and encompass what, you know, our, our members are doing, right? Right. Um, but then as a solution provider, what you've got to be comfortable with is to, to the point that you made is from a supply chain standpoint, okay, now I'm buying product that my customer is asking for. And I know a vendor is manufacturing it. And I know a distributor is in the middle of it. And so therefore, how do I get a comfort level of sort of, you know, what, what guidelines, what protocols, what, what, you know, how are people in, you know, um, adhering to, um, you know, the overall standards. And, and I think that's a role that distribution can play. And I think it's a really important role because I know when I was a solution provider, if I could rely on my distributor to do some things that took cost, that takes cost away from me uh, and, and makes it more efficient to your point, um, that's a beautiful thing. And so I think ultimately this is ultimately going to be, <coughs> excuse me, a service, uh, if you will, at, at words overused, but a service of sorts that the solution provider can rely on the distributor, certainly the ones that are you know, focused in this area and get comfortable that, okay, by working through this distributor, who I know is working with the vendor, I'm comfortable that people are paying attention to it. And there might even be, as I mentioned earlier, you know, environmental EV, what we call EV scores, that I was just going to ask about that if you're if you're thinking about some kind of a grading system, because, you know, you could actually I mean, sort of theoretically say, OK, from manufacturing to shipping to this and that each piece of it, uh, if I make the right choices or have a distributor who helps make the right choices, you could basically say, you know, these choices turn the uh, the light greener and greener and greener, right? Uh, you know, I mean, the littlest thing, like I actually, you know, I look for packaging where it says, you know, completely recyclable packaging or environmentally friendly packaging. Because when I get a monitor and it's surrounded by foam, I know that foam will exist until the earth is swallowed up by the sun. Uh, but if I, you know, but if it's surrounded by cardboard, I'm like, ah, okay, I that goes straight in the recycling. So um, a million choices like that every day make a difference. Totally. And, and so the answer is yes, we, we are thinking about that, but, but we're certainly not the only ones and we certainly wouldn't be the leaders in doing that. But there are, many people out there doing it. So for example, one of the things that we did recently, Carl, we had our uh, European uh, summit event. We do it once a year. Uh, we'll do North America, I think sometime in the first quarter of 2023, but we just finished the one in North America. And one of the speakers we had was PwC. And PwC has an entire practice around sustainability. And they came in and they spent, you know, 30, 30, 40 minutes or so talking to a, a, a big group of people, a couple hundred people about what they're seeing, some of the things that they're doing in the marketplace, what the environment, um, what the regulations are starting to look like in, in uh, Europe, et cetera. And uh, very interesting. So we will rely on sort of the experts, you know, in the space, whether it's PwC or whether it's some other entity, 
um, to help guide us on what's the right thing to do and how should we do it. And then more importantly, how can everybody benefit from it? Right. Too many people are, are going to say, well, I'm just going to go search and sort by price and you know buy the cheapest one. So at some point, the sustainability has to work its way down to all the products, not just the ones where a specific vendor has, uh, is able to do it because they charge more. So, it does. It does. And the other thing you got to remember is what we're talking about here mostly is B2B, right? We're not necessarily talking about B2C because you and I as consumers have a little bit more control on, you know, to your point, I'm going to go buy a monitor and, you know, if it's phone packaging, uh, you know, I know it probably isn't as environmentally friendly, but when you're talking about B2C, uh, on B2B, you're talking about a totally different thing because for the most part, you don't see it necessarily as a consumer. You might see it as a as a solution provider as part of satisfying your customer, but you got to get comfortable that other people are thinking about this. And right. I think, you know, you'll see from this report and and uh, when folks download it and read it, the distributors are thinking about it. And uh, and they they're not just thinking about it. They've got very significant initiatives in place and uh, my role at GTDC is to help them with that and then Make sure people understand what they're doing and get feedback on, well, have we thought about that? Have we thought about this? So there's a lot to do here, but it's not going away. It's a very, very important topic. Very, important. very good. So the website is gtdc.org. Uh, and other than downloading the report, which we'll put a link to, uh, uh, is there another call to action for uh, solution providers or start with the report and ping yeah, you? I, yeah, I think, <laughs> I think in general, the, the call to action that I would, that I would, recommend for the solution providers is you mentioned earlier that there's a lot of challenges that the distributors have you know face and continue to face you know in the industry and one of the things that you know a lot of the smaller solution providers particularly the MSPs they probably haven't dealt that much with distribution right and and now with the proliferation of all these marketplaces that are in you know that are available you can go on you know AWS site you can go on you know whoever site you want people begin to think, well, what role does distribution still play? And what I would tell you is your, your, your listeners should really make sure they understand the transformation that distribution is going through. And they are transitioning to, to add a vast number of services and support capabilities that um, are now in place or in the process of being in place that, that now makes sense, you know, as part of the, the digitally trans, transformed world, if you will, right? Um, so my call to action would be beyond downloading this report and understanding what they're doing in the area of sustainability, you just spend a little time and understand in general what the distributors are doing. And, you know, everybody has one or two or three that they're on their line, you know, they're, they're uh, have relationships with, understand a little bit more what they're doing, and you'd be shocked at at some of the transitions that have been made and the services that are available. Very good. All right. Thanks for being here. Uh, Frank Vitagliano from the Global Technology Distribution Council. Thanks for being with us today on the SMB Community Podcast. Yeah. Carl, thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the SMB Community Podcast. If you found this useful, interesting, or fun, please subscribe, share with your friends, and give us a thumbs up on your favorite social media. 
please check out the show notes at smbcommunitypodcast.com and give us your feedback.